Hi, everyone. It's Johanna with Promo Kitchen, and I'm with my chair, the lovely Kate Plummer. And today we have a special guest, a super, super special guest. It's Nick Latour, not Nick Latour. And he is with Imagine Brands. He's been there for a few months now. But more importantly, he is really blowing up in our industry. This year, he was named, not two, not three, but number one on the famous Dale Denham list. And for anyone that doesn't know, Dale Denham comes up with a list every year of the top most 18 influential people in our industry on social. So Nick, welcome to the program. Welcome. Thank you for making time for us today. I know you are very, very busy and we cannot thank you enough. So welcome and thank you. Oh, I'm so busy. I don't even know how you booked me. I'm like, I'm pretty important right now. So uh, it's a you're Thursday, welcome. not a Monday. No one's calling you. I know. I know. I really don't have anything to do. So this is actually a welcome change. So I know you were on the list. And again, number one, big deal. And people love this list and love talking about this because last year you weren't on the list. Whoa, my love. So I did a little bit of creeping and stalking and thinking and looking and figuring out what did he do to make it to number one. And I couldn't figure out what besides the... The you know, random stare in the, off into the distance. Did I get it? Yeah. You're looking the wrong way. but so no, one can, no one can see me, but he was constantly staring towards the wind romantically. And I thought that was great, but that can't make it to number one. No, it can't. It must be that amazing segment you do on YouTube every Monday. So tell us about your segment and what's done to your career. You know what? Sadly, it kind of is that I just stare off and to the left. I think what happened was the way it got started was a year and a half ago, I was in my backyard with my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law and my daughter and my wife. And we were taking pictures for my daughter's birthday. So we're all kind of dressed up. And we had a fancy camera to take some pictures with. The dog I was holding, my mother-in-law's dog, she brought her doggies with her. And the dog's staring off and to the left. And I kind of looked up there too, and I was like, oh, this will be, you know how, and this is going to seem like I'm kind of a jerk, but I think, and we've talked about this, that like, quote unquote, Instagram models and like, you know, influencers, how they're always kind of like looking, not at the camera, but in a weird direction. And there's a cool background and they're wearing a bikini or something. And then there's a quote, they, they caption it with like, life is a dream, grasp it while you can, right? And you're like, what the hell does that mean? So the dog staring off to the left. I said, hey, take a picture of me. I'll stare off to the left too. And then have some like weird quote and post it on social media. I thought it was funny. I'm doing it for myself because I make myself laugh. So I posted, it happened to be Monday. So I put heading into Monday, like dot, 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 because what the hell does that mean? I thought it was funny. And then the next week I happened to be in the backyard. I was working from home that day. I think I had some coffee and I was kind of sitting. I thought it'd be funny to do the same thing, you know, staring off to the side, like, you know, something into Monday, like, and then that was it. I was done. Well, I got a call that week from a customer and she goes, Oh, Hey, I love your Monday thing. You know, what are you doing next Monday? Hmm. I'm like, what are you talking about? I think next Monday I'm in like Birmingham, Alabama or something. I'm not sure. No, no, no. Like your Monday post. And then it kind of clicked. I was like, I guess I have a Monday post. So it turned into a thing that I kind of thought, oh, let's, let's have a creative exercise and do something goofy every Monday. And so it's like the idea is just to stare away and pretend like I'm an Instagram model. In your quest to make fun of Instagram influencers, you became 
a social media influencer. <laughs> You're in the matrix now, dude. Oh my God. <laughs> that really brought it home for me. By the way, I don't think I'm an influencer. I really appreciate Dale. He's the best. He put me on this list of quote unquote influencers in our industry. I, I love it and it makes me feel really good. But what am I influencing people to do exactly? <laughs> <laughs> right? I don't know. I mean, hopefully I'm influencing people to be creative and be goofy and not take themselves too seriously. But I guess you're kind of right in a weird way. Yeah, we'll give you a minute to think about it. But I think what was so interesting about this list is normally like you're looking through it and you're like, yeah, I know that person. Oh, yeah, Paul's on it. Yeah, good choice. Good choice. And then you just like shot your number one. And for me, I'm like, I actually don't know who this guy is. And it's one of those things is Dale is very much like your output has to be consistent. Like you're going to have to be aware and kind of in the echo chamber of the industry. Like some of them can be one of those, but you just kind of, I think you got there just on the merit of work. Looking back on those, I was like, okay, well now we have to be Facebook friends and we'll see what all this Monday nonsense is about, but you're so consistent. It was interesting kind of seeing how it shifted from obviously you making fun of social media personalities to working to become one of them by being consistent in your output for it. So what do you kind of do to make sure that you stay on top of that and make sure that the content, everyone's always like content is king, but what is your work process for making sure that you come up with something unique each time? If you have asked me that like a year ago, I would just laugh and be like, work process, what are you talking about? But it's funny, it's kind of a passion project for me at this point. I've always been someone that wants to kind of have this creative outlet. Work is great. I love I love our industry because it's a, there's always something new to do. So there's creativity there. But I don't know. I, um, maybe I have a deep, deep, sad need for acceptance from people. But that coupled with the fact that I make myself laugh, even if it's not funny. <laughs> but I think you, you mentioned consistency. And I found very quickly that doing this every week got people's attention, whether it's customers or whether it's my family. I ran into my wife's grandmother. We had dinner with them one night and she's sitting there and and she goes, I love your Mondays. I'm going like, what? You know, I didn't even, A, I didn't even know she had social media. So I didn't know she's, you know, an 85 year old woman. And, and so like the idea that she loves my Mondays means she's also aware of it. So I don't know, I'm kind of going on a tangent here, but I think the idea is like, it kind of drives me. It kind of schedules me, a person who's kind of all over the place, to have a rhythm. So the topics can be spur of the moment, or maybe I see something and I'm like, I need to figure out how to do it, make a Monday out of it. But I know every Monday I'll have something there. You know, we've been tossing around some fun emails with you and getting you booked for this. And I think joking is great. We're all seem to have the same sense of humor, but I will give you lots of credit for making the list and a true congratulations because your consistency is obviously paid off and must be really fun just to sort of get recognized like that. I know that wasn't what you were going for, but you should give yourself a pat on the back, especially because Kate said there's some really big names on that list. So what's it like? Have you like met people on the list you didn't know of? Are you reaching out, connecting, networking? How are you making being on this list? to your advantage. What are you doing with it for that, you know, career-wise that could maybe get you in some new circles? Yeah, I knew at least of most of the people on the list, obviously. It's kind of a small family we have in this industry, right? There are a few people who reached out and said, why don't I know you? And I was like, I don't know. Oh, cool. 
Yeah, it was, it was weird. So, yeah, right. Meg Erber comes to mind, someone that everyone seems to know and love. I didn't know her that well. But I think the biggest lesson I've learned from a lot of this stuff is that I didn't really feel comfortable in my own skin until I was probably in my late 30s, really, mid-late 30s, because I was always kind of thinking I wasn't doing things right or not really trusting my gut as much as I should. And so being myself and being authentic and having a schedule, having like a rhythm, like I said, in every Monday, a consistent thing to do has really just shown me the power of kind of humankind. But all the people on the list, I know Kirby, and I know Dana's as own people like this. I'm glad Kenny Bed didn't make the list because he annoys me how I said that. Hmm. But that's key. Someone better tag him in this post. We t- right. like can we talk about <laughs> this for Dale? Like Dale just tag Charles but not Kenny. I'm like, they're obviously a team. Like are we gonna see a usurpation of Charles at some point? So you just be kind of like there can only be one? <laughs> like there, what drama have, do you think he started with this list? I'm anticipating tragedy. Uh, I think something big's going to happen between those two guys. They seem like they're brothers, quote unquote, Charles and Kenny, but there's definite tension there. Mm-hmm. You don't see it, you're blind. No. <laughs> so here's my question. Like, This is what I find very interesting about social media, quote unquote, personalities on it, as well as the goal of that is to make social media look very effortless. But there is so much work that goes into it. And like the people who prosper are the ones who really have authentic voices. But it sounds so crazy, but authentic voices don't come easily. You have to work at something like that. So for you, in terms of the work refining your voice on this, and I totally understand with you, like sort of coming into your own later in your life, like I'm still kind of like, oh, people know who I am, which is fun. And people at Expo this year were like, I listen to your podcast. I was like, Not even my dad does that. So that's fun. (laughs) When you hear from people that they like, like what sort of thought goes into your next step for things? And then the other question is, imagine brands, they've obviously given you like, they've thrown support behind you, but do they give you any direction? You know, if you could push this product, if you could not do this, if you could do this, maybe less spandex, like what advice or guidance do they kind of give you or more spandex? I'll get to the spandex thing in a second. (laughs) Your first point as far as like do i put thought into what's coming next ever since dale's list came out i really kind of had to sit back and go like as cool as it felt i also kind of go like well whatever i did the last year year and a half i'm just gonna keep doing it i don't know that i need to start trying to reinvent whatever wheel it is and i'm kind of okay if i just go away like you know i'm i don't know that i need to build this whole you know plan out to go okay here's the next level of my empire you know or whatever that means i think it's actually reinstilled in me that like just kind of keep being myself and the reassurance to myself that i'll be okay if people get sick of mondays i guess Um, i had a good phone call from a really close friend of mine i don't think he wants me to say who it is i don't even you guys might know him he's in the industry but he's he's been a really trusted friend and he sent me the best note when he saw the list and it was a private note, which is why I don't want to say his name, but would you he like telling to me that the reason why he likes working with me and why he likes me is because I'm just kind of being myself and he feels like I'm different than a lot of the other people he works with. And that made me feel really good. I'm kind of getting like a little goosebumpy thinking about it because it made me feel like whatever I'm doing, whatever it is, it came from the right place. It came from a pure authentic place. 
And so that also kind of informed me to go just to keep doing whatever I feel like is cool and important and fun. Because otherwise, if I start changing, and I feel like people are going to recognize right away that I'm somebody who wants to be an influencer or something. That turns me off. When I see stuff on social media that is supposed to be an inspirational message or quote, but I know that person and I know I'm like, that's not right. That turns me off. So I love that. And again, I know we've been joking so much, so it's hard to stay serious right now with you, but I love that you want to be humble and stay humble. And if you weren't on the list next year, it doesn't sound like it would make or break you, but you're having fun with what you're doing and trying to stay authentic. I wasn't on it last year. And was I a shithead last year? I don't know, maybe, but I'm not, you know, I feel like the same person. And so I hope I am. I think it's cool. I, I really like it. And, and all, you know, it's been the most positive thing. And that takes me into the Imagine Brands thing you mentioned. Part of me coming on board here, Imagine Brands is awesome, by the way. I, there's a lot of fun, cool things happening that excite me about coming on board. But honestly, one of the key pieces was I said, can I still do my Mondays with Nick? I just started doing the videos product videos. as like, can I please, can this be a part of it? Because if you guys aren't cool with it, I feel like it, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. And they, of course, were 100% behind me. I think our marketing team at first, when I kind of said, hey guys, I'm the new guy, check out these videos. I think they stared at me like, what in the hell are you doing? <laughs> because, you know, if I'm a marketing person, I got some guy coming in going, hey, can we use these videos? And I'm watching a guy in spandex on a green screen trying to show off a superheroes drawstring backpack i'm probably going you know just keep it to yourself buddy <laughs> but they've actually been really supportive too we just had i just had some phone calls last week about direction about still doing videos because every week i'll do like a minute and a half video that's meant to be lighthearted, but also it's got a product in it so it's it's not forcing it down your throat but hopefully people remember it in some way and so they definitely want to try to like be a little strategic with videos but but the whole idea is they're super supportive of it and it makes me feel great about working for a company that accepts my goofiness. Are you able to expense the spandex or is that out of pocket? You know, I've had those for years. So. <laughs> oh, good. And I That's got awesome. them from Amazon for, I don't think, six bucks. So I'm going to just go ahead and eat that cost. Oh, good. good. Yeah. Yeah. But future spandex outfits, like, do you think you could write that off as a tax issue or? <laughs> I mean, uh, it's uniform in a way. It's mm-hmm. sort of, it's a marketing expense, I think. <laughs> Comfortable too. Comfort's in a future important. podcast, I'll tell you actually why I have the spandex, the other reason, which we don't want to get into right now. That's a different, that's, that's PK after dark that we're going to focus on there. So. I prefer if you didn't tell me. <laughs> it's a conversation for eye candy at PPAI. <laughs> <laughs> so now that you're on this list, and I know you mentioned that, again, sort of came up really organically and you weren't meaning to make this what it is, but now that you're on it, do you feel like you have more of an eye on what's happening in social in all areas? Like who's doing it right? Who's not doing it right? What do I want to be like? What does my voice need to be like? Do you feel like you're like getting inspired by anyone or any companies? And if so, who? I don't want to sound like an a-hole, but <laughs> the inspiration I get is kind of, it started out as anti-inspiration, right? Like I'm making fun of inauthentic people start of it. But in our industry, I do get inspired by the work ethic of people. Like in all seriousness, Kenny Bed is a very hardworking guy. I've had a lot of conversations with him. I take a cue from him. Lisa Lamond at our office, she's not big on social media. She's our VP of sales. The way she goes about working is more inspiring to me than 
necessarily content. I am very inspired by the people that can put out shows like yours, but I'm not just kissing your ass, but like a promo kitchen organization, the organization you guys have is just, we all have busy lives. This isn't, maybe it is, maybe I'm wrong, but maybe it's not making you a millionaire by doing the promo kitchen podcast. So it's obviously a passion project for and it started years ago. And something that can be built like this, that people pay attention to, that people are inspired by it. I like the work that goes into that. That's really what inspires me more. I'm really trying to not sound like I don't care about everyone or that I'm not inspired by them, but I really want to kind of have a, my own unique twist. That's fair. I consume it, but I'm not driven by anyone in particular. What's your favorite social media platform? Is it, is it safe to say it's YouTube? Actually, no. I do go down the YouTube rabbit hole sometimes with watching videos, but I think Instagram is my favorite because I'm not that smart. So reading things and actually processing things isn't a talent of mine. So the great thing about Instagram is you can just see pretty pictures as you go. Yeah. So because it's easy and because it's usually pretty, I like to look at it. You don't need to read the captions either. Those are just bonus. Right. In fact, if I'm on Facebook, and I see that someone has this long, you know, now they have like colored backgrounds with big block letters of something they just typed. I feel like my eyes get that, like a black sensor. Uh, if you see like an, an adult magazine at a store and they put the bar across where the parts <laughs> are. Like that's what happens to my eyes when I read text on Facebook. It's like I can't read it. Which is so interesting because like one of the reasons I found that so interesting when Facebook and Instagram started doing that. Because it was to move from the standard status updates, which if you've been on Facebook long enough, you have those Facebook memories to remember what a tool you were at some point. Oh my God. <laughs> and, but they changed it. So they're photos now. They're photos that people can actually on a weird level engage with. So people put intention into the color, which, you know, is kind of disheartening for humanity in terms of what we read anymore. But at the same time, it's like, you know, now your status updates aren't so sad. They're just gritty. <laughs> Yeah. 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 I'm trying to read more books is what I'm trying to do, but I don't want to read more Facebook status updates. It was this crazy stat where it's like, if you are on Twitter for a certain amount of time a day, like an hour a day within a week, you would have read the same amount of words as a standard book, but you don't think of yourself as reading a book. Yeah. I spent a lot of time actually taking myself away from screens and reading just because otherwise I do get into these rabbit holes of being like, wait, where did that past hour go? And but yeah. it is very interesting. And kind of to circle back to what you were talking about, like sort of being intentional with your posting. I think that's what stands out for the people who are successful is like, yeah, they put so much work into it and they're intentional in their message, even if it's just to be a goof and talk about Mondays every day. So it's nice to see but I also think a lot of people think that's an easy thing to do. Yeah. Our industry is also shifting so much, especially with organizations like Spark, where we're really encouraging some younger people to have more of a voice and recognizing that I'm not the first person to say this, but it was such an industry of older white men. I know my generation, I'm 40, not ashamed to say it. Facebook is a big platform for me and a lot of people my age group. It's not for younger demographic and it is for anyone 5 to 10 or to 15 years older than me. I personally like Instagram. Lots of people are moving to the Twitter. I don't even know how to use a Snapchat and I'd probably use MySpace over YouTube, but that's just me. So for you guys, what do you think about social and platforms people are using and more like 
should it be business? Should it be personal? I think there's a really fine line. I've heard a lot of people, even Kate within PK say like, I won't use Facebook for this. I don't really do that. And people are definitely trying to shift away from that. But how do you guys feel about the line between personal and business? I know I tend to share a lot. If you're close to me, there's a lot about me that you know probably too much and some things you don't want to know. But I don't always want to give that information up to the first person that shook my hand at the expo that wants to try to sell me a pet polio. So for me, there's a fine line. When I do any sort of events or speaking or networking or podcast or you know all these interviews, I just made myself sound way more important than I am. I always give my LinkedIn because I want someone to connect with me on there first. I find the first connection I usually get after any type of event is Facebook. And it's always interesting because I want to give away some of myself and be personal and be all those great things. And some people are doing such a good job out of it. Charity, Dana Zezo did a great job at it for so long. And I know he's moving away from that. I find it hard to want to go there and give all that, but not necessarily let people see pictures of my kids or, you know, all the personal things that I share in my life on Facebook. So what do you guys think about the line between personal and business on Facebook and other platforms? And kind of part of it too, and I wanted to mention this earlier, you know, there's a lot of political and a lot of negative stuff on social media anyway, right? So it's important for me Feeding back into also people that inspire me. You mentioned Charity. I don't know how I forgot her. I love Charity. I really do like her social media more than 99% of people in our industry. That Because she, she's just fun and she's just great. She always has great informational content. But when it comes to the line between like personal and business stuff, the good thing for me, the lucky thing for me for this industry is relationships are everything. So I don't share everything because my wife won't let me mainly. I can't put pictures of my gorgeous daughter who's cute and hilarious. I honestly think if I wanted to be a real star, like I would just have to get a divorce and then (laughs) put my daughter all over the internet and I would be like Lindsay Lohan's dad or something. But in all seriousness, my customers and my family and my friends were all kind of mixed in together. I think the most success I've had as a, a sales guy in this industry is because I relate really well to my customers and we are actually friends and we can talk. It's like you were saying, Joe, it's like I tend to overshare, which I think maybe endears me to people when I'm telling about problems that, or not problems or just things that aren't work related. I think that makes us closer and enables us to work better together. So someone, like I said earlier, someone goes, Hey, cool Monday post last week. Anyway, do you guys have uh, um, power banks? And I'm like, yeah, sure. So I've, kind of blur that line. I thought about having a separate account, but A, that's a pain in the butt. It's too much to have these separate things going on. And B, I found that everyone that I was friends with, I would become friends with my customers on Facebook first. LinkedIn almost was a secondary connection mm-hmm. with a lot of people. And so it's like, oh, I'm not doing anything controversial. I really stay away from politics because I hate politics. So like, I'm not worried that someone's going to see anything I put on social media and go, oh, I knew that guy was, I knew that. I mean, the worst thing I'll do is wear some tights, which might chew away some people, but I don't want to be friends with those people anyway. True that, true that. That's just blackmail for your daughter in the future. Like, you know what photos I have of myself? (laughs) She's already perfected the eye roll. She's eight. And she's like, when she was five years old, she'd just, oh, that's not funny, dad. Stop. 
Yeah, but it, I find it very interesting because, like, especially in a, such a relationship, we're like a, we're a small industry, but we're also it's very relationship built, and so family business here. So I find the lines between my personal and work life, I draw them pretty strongly. Like, and I will protect my personal life more, but at the same time, it's like I recognize that Facebook is a sales tool for me now. And it sounds really callous and shallow to kind of say it that way. But I've made a lot of friends in this industry who I consider actual friends. And then at the same time, like recognize that having a connection with someone beyond the one or two times a year you see them at a show or PKs or email is like having that creates a stronger relationship and a stronger buying relationship. But even then I was like, I'm naturally just private about my life. And if you're friends with me on Facebook, just brace yourself for photos of my dog. Cause <laughs> I don't, you know, he has no problems with his own personal privacy and, and he's pretty damn cute. And if I'm seeing all your babies, you get to see my dog. So fair. It's fair. Mm-hmm. But again, I think if you're going to do the personal and private, you have to figure out where your boundaries are. Like your boundary is your daughter doesn't show up there. Then you kind of, you have to follow that kind of thing. And if you're, not going to talk about politics because there's a lot of people who will talk about politics on Facebook and that may be that they're quite involved in politics. So it makes sense that way. But I also know of another supplier who posts a ton on Facebook about what he is and the vitriol that he gets in those comments to the point where people I've seen in other sources being like, I'll never work with this company because of this moron. And you know, it's kind of yeah, name names. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to name names, but it is one of those. Yeah, name them. Like, <laughs> tell us, tell us, tell us. <laughs> but it, everything's so polarized. So you have to be so cautious. If you're going to be personal, authenticity is so important, and again, intention is so important. But also watch what you say because polarization is real. And you know, Nick and I were both in the position of being a supplier. So we have to be more cautious of alienating someone that we didn't realize we were going to alienate. I mean, most people know that I'm going to put up a post about feminism and you're going to have to read it. (laughs) I do love your voice about feminism, actually. I've been meaning to tell you that. Thank you. You're going to like the one I'm going to post later today. (laughs) No, I don't really think it's your post. I think you just, sorry, Nick, this is about us now. As a white man, you have to shush. <laughs> this is important, I guess, to social media as well. Kate is really good at, I would never say that I think you give too much information on Facebook about your views, but emails you sent, you know, the email you sent yesterday about what we're doing at PK, you're constantly pushing the bar with us on that. And it makes me want to be better as well. So I love that about you. Thank you. I think one of the things is that, especially with polarization, you got to be careful who you upset, but at the same time as topics like feminism and diversity. If someone's not talking about it, then it's just this like little quiet thing we're not going to mention. And it's like, damn it, like it needs to be a conversation point. And if someone isn't going to start the conversation, then I'm in a very privileged position of being like, you know what we aren't doing is mm-hmm. we're only doing this. We haven't thought about this. And, and it's important. Otherwise, those voices will never get a platform or places to talk about. Maybe Nick, your Mondays with Nick should be Mondays with Nick and every Monday a special guest that's a woman. I don't like special guests. (laughs) Through the roof. You know what? Your next post needs to be on feminism. (laughs) We'll just say that. This is actually an intervention about how you've never put a woman (laughs) (laughs) on your own. You guys really don't know me, do you? (laughs) (laughs) No, but it, it, you know, 
when you do social media and especially I mean it sounds really weird to mention it and for you is like you started this as a really fun thing and it's given you a really big platform because before it was probably just on your Facebook and now other people know about it and they're watching you and and eyes on you can be a good thing and not a good thing Yeah, and I think I would ask you for like tips on how to be effective at this. But I think what like I'm gathering for you is just totally always be authentic. 100%. I think that whatever's made you successful, you're all in sales. So I'm talking to this group here, maybe whoever's listening who's probably in sales, I'm guessing. But the things that have made us successful in sales are really our, in a sick way, it's just like our personality and, and our relationships. So if you can, do the same thing on social media that you've done to build relationships with your customers, your clients, your random people you meet at eye candy or that call you and cuss you out about accusing you that you sell direct. Then it's <laughs> going to work on social media as well. You know, whatever, whatever you're doing, whatever gives you passion, you should just do it and put it out there. there there's a million ways to skin a cat. By the way, I've been asked that question a couple of times now. So I've had to kind of think about it because at first, I was like, oh, whatever. I don't know. You know, I've never really thought about it. But really, the honest answer, Joe, is that yes, be yourself and be intentional. So know what you're doing. I, as much as I say I'm just joking around throwing stuff out there, I, I do think about it. Several times I've had these pictures or videos, and I'll say things on the video. And I cut, I film probably about 10, 12 minutes of my Mondays with Nick videos, and I cut it down to a minute. In that remaining nine minutes, I'm like, ooh, I can't say that. Even though I thought that was funny, it's like maybe that will come off a certain way. So I put a lot of thought and effort into what I'm putting out there to make sure it is me, but also informational and informative and not going to be taken a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. But it's good, though, because I think it's fun. And this job should be a fun job. Our products should be fun products. And if you brighten someone's day for one minute, then I think you've really achieved maybe not the original goal of selling multiple drawstring backpacks that look like superhero capes. Everyone talks about how many touches it takes until people make a sale. And so you've just managed to create another fun touch point that people are going to keep returning to just to be like, what is Nick doing today? Yeah. (laughs) Here's my final question. How many takes does it take to do one video? One. (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm sorry. So I have a process. If you want to know my, my I actual, I do have like a, an actual, you know, sort of plan. So first I have to pick what product we're doing. And sometimes that's easy. Sometimes it's not. And I pick the product. I sit down and like stare at it. I'll hold it and I'll go, what's the angle? What's the weird quirk or what's the deal? Because I can talk about what, how many pages a notebook has in it or all that stuff. I don't want to do that. I'd rather have someone remember a notebook because I reenacted a scene from the movie, the notebook during my movie, right. Or something like that. So it's pick the product, figure out what the angle is. And then I literally, I'm in my home office right now. I've got a tripod in front of me and these lights here. So I look pretty. And then I just literally click my phone on and start talking about this product. And if something, you know, goes in my head, I'll say something weird or funny, but I always want to start with an intro, start and finish the same way. Start with an intro give a few stats about the product that might be interesting. Then I go into my middle part, which is the twist, which is me flying in tights or dancing around with umbrellas or something. And then I come directly out of the twist with either like, I'm embarrassed I just did that take or a, it also does this take and then click the links below 
in the cover, right? So I have a, a system for it. So the answer is one take for the main video, basically, but it's a 10 minute, it's just a rolling thing where if I screw up, I can keep going and cut it later. So I just keep the camera rolling. But then the twists will require some additional planning. I'll go in my backyard or to the park or wherever. Yeah. And do you have a camera assistant or is it all on a tripod? No, I just have my iPhone sits up on my tripod in front of me and no budget. I sometimes I sometimes will talk like I have someone off camera. Like I'll <laughs> in the video I'll like look off the side like there's someone there, there's nobody there. Sorry to pull back the curtain, but it's just me. I did have my daughter throw a box at my head for one of my videos where I, it was a dream sequence and I needed to get knocked out somehow. So I had her wait up to the side and throw a box and hit me in the head. That was one take. And that, like she threw the box, hit me perfectly. It was, it was the perfect thing. But How do you train? Is there like a regimen and diet? Yeah. Have you heard of Bulletproof Coffee? <laughs> so it's like really good coffee. And then you have either coconut oil or... It's usually coconut oil and then like some unsalted butter. And it, somehow there's that movie Limitless. Have you seen that movie with yeah. Bradley Cooper? Like. And he takes a pill and he can just like, he can like, he's a genius all of a sudden. I'm definitely not a genius, but it focuses me, the bulletproof coffee. Mm. Is that what you're asking? That's what I'm asking. Yeah. We want our listeners to all know all your secrets here. We've pulled back the curtain completely. We want to know how to get it to number one next year. Yeah. <laughs> be yourself do something mm-hmm. that only joe does only katie that do just do your thing and like your passion for it something you're passionate about and it'll it'll bleed through that's the only thing i can think of when i'm reflecting on all this stuff is like i really had fun jumping into barton springs here in austin and then reversing the video out for a monday video or i really enjoyed when i slid down a hill with my daughter on a box while staring off of the sky i just i don't know i, I think people can see that i'm like enjoying it and i mm-hmm. think that people like it awesome we know we're not like kirby we don't have one question for us although you can ask us one question we want to know anything you want to tell our listeners and if you have any questions for us shoot them oh i wasn't prepared for this i'll beat a dead horse but i'm kind of an open book is what i'd like to tell people so i'm happy to try to quote unquote help people or mentor if people want help i think the keys are be consistent, build a little system out for yourself. My system is my videos. I know how the video is going to go every time. So we're, it's the marketing business. We're all in marketing. So the way to have people remember your product is to have a consistent message and have the touches, like you said. So be yourself, be consistent. And if anyone wants to reach out to me, I'm, I don't know if you're going to post my information or anything. I, I'd, I'd be happy to, to talk to people if they just want to talk. I think the more we all share in our community, the stronger we're going to be. Everyone's scared of tariffs and these big companies that are four capital letters that buy smaller companies that are four letters as well and become conglomerates. Everyone's afraid of how it's going, but I think if we all kind of band together, no matter what company we're with, it, it will, we'll all be stronger for it. So whatever people want to do, reach out and ask me. I'm happy to help. Thank you so much for joining us and have a great day. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to this edition of the Promo Kitchen podcast. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to the podcast through iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, you can always get involved in the Promo Kitchen community by visiting us at promokitchen.org. 
You can also show your support by donating to our cause at promokitchen.org donate. We would sincerely appreciate it. See you next time. Thank you.